Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are together in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting to record episode number 170. We're going to talk about a simple concept. If you're going to complain about a problem, be prepared to pay to fix it. Right. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Also, if you can, become a patron. We need more patrons, folks. Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. We need more support. Uh, we're very, very fortunate. We've got a great group of patrons that have been carrying the ball for a long time. We need more people to come on board. It's 5 10 or $20 a month. The future of this podcast depends on a bunch more people being willing to support what we're doing. So if you see the value in it, if you want us to be able to keep doing it, go to patreon.com, become a patron. Coach Don and I would really appreciate your support. So Don, something I've noticed, Stan and I were talking about it earlier, and I think this is really true, that whenever we're talking about the world of fast pitch, world of travel ball in particular, but I think it's true in a lot of things in school ball too, that we hear all kinds of complaints. The games are too short. The umpires are not good enough. Uniforms are too ugly. The coaches aren't prepared enough. Whatever it is. These things are happening. And, and all these things are true to one level or another. All things are, you know, they're all accurate complaints. But the reality of it is what I think we have to remind people of is some of the things that you're complaining about do have solutions, but the solutions aren't free. And so, perfect example, because we, you and I have railed about this dozens of times. I hate time limits. I hate short time limits. I hate 60-minute games. I hate 70-minute games. I hate 80-minute games. Yep. Uh, I want us to play seven-inning softball games. Correct. And umpires say, well, they hate that because then they get to work less games, and tournament directors hate it because that means they get to schedule less games. And tournament directors hate it because it means they get to bring in less teams. And some coaches hate it because you know they want to get more games in, even though they're actually playing less innings to say they played more games. Well, I understand all those things are accurate. So that's why when I say we should play nothing but seven-inning games, I realize that when I enter a tournament, I'm paying a lot more for it because I'm playing seven-inning games. When I complain about the umpires, I understand that there is and can't, there's not always a direct correlation, but there usually is, that if you pay more, the good ones, the better umpires are going to be drawn towards your events because, you know, if they can work for a weekend and make more money working fewer fewer games, games, even though they're still on the field for probably the same amount of time, they're in. They're in. And so, Yes, the complaints are valid. I understand where they're coming from. And in a lot of cases, I agree with them. But the reality is, if you want to complain about it, you have to then be able to flip over the wallet, flip over the checkbook and say, okay, I'm willing to pay, I'm for, willing it. To pay for what it costs to fix it. So Don, the floor is yours. No, I think that's super valid, Tori. And we do run through this over and over and over about uh, you know fewer games, uh, 
and being willing to pay, you know, more because I it's innings and I mean it's at bats. Right. If I'm a player, I want 15, 20, 25 at bats in a weekend. I don't care that we played seven games. If I'm on the lower half of the the lineup, I only got seven at bats. And it's more important for me to be on the field, not to be changing dugouts right. for another game. But I think that we've kind of evolved to this because the tournament directors want to be able to guarantee seven games and that sounds great and all that. But you know, then we're doing more moving than we are doing playing. Right. And well, then, that's and, just a bummer. And and playing a game that's not meant to be timed. I don't know if that should even count towards our records. Do we count that on our records? If well, we, yeah, everybody we, does. Yeah, I mean, how does that work? Yeah, that, you know, and, that and, doesn't and, count. You know, and I don't want us to get too far in the weeds about the whole time limit thing because I think that we've 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 worn that one out because yep. we both clearly hate it. I hate it. Um, but the reality is, for everybody who wants more games, who wants more more teams, I understand why there's some attraction to that. But the flip side of it is. If you're okay with that, then stop complaining about it. Right. If you're okay with the fact that you're playing in a tournament that's got a seven-game guarantee, but you're only guaranteed seven 60-minute games or seven 70-minute games, you you are not allowed to complain when your kid only gets seven at-bats for the weekend. One each game. Right. You're yeah. not allowed to complain you know, because, yes, we understand it sucks. You know, we understand that, you know, we're playing pool play and the coach doesn't want to offend anybody. So we've got 12 kids on the roster. So all 12 kids hit, which means that my kid hits seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th in the order. They're not hitting until the second, third, fourth inning. And there's no way in the world they're getting up again. Crazy. We can't complain about it because we've chosen. We've made the choice. Well, it says seven game guarantee. So we're going to this tournament because it's a seven game guarantee for a thousand dollar entry fee. Well, what I'm proposing is, yes, I understand that that's why you're doing it, but wouldn't you be happier if you played 30? So let's play you play seven games and you play 28 innings. Or you play five games and you play 35 innings. I'm in. Right? I mean, to me, the the logic of it, well, but we only played five games. Well, yeah, and, so at the end of the weekend, you got to say you were 5-0 and instead of saying you were 7-0. and but. You, you actually to, played real softball. You should have to asterisk the seven. Right. And whatever the complaint is, we have to understand that, yes, the, the I think, you know, an awful lot of the complaints are really valid. They have, you know, absolute merit. You have every right to be frustrated by the things that you're frustrated by. Let us do the complaining. Let us complain for you. Yeah. And you can help fix it by by telling your coach, coach, it's okay if we play less games. We want to play longer games. We'd rather do a two-team friendly this weekend and play two double headers and play four seven inning games with no time limit than to play in a seven game and tournament. Get a bunch of at bats. Right. Because we're not busy moving to another field. Right. You know, just kind of laying it out like that because the, the reality of it is everything can be fixed, but nothing gets fixed for the same amount of money that the that created the problem. That's true of every facet of of our lives, right? If you save money building a cheap house you're going to have a cheap house. If you save money buying a cheap car, you're going to have a cheap car. Well, you can't complain later on when the house is cold in the winter or the car breaks down all the time. You bought cheap because you wanted to save money. So you can't complain about the fact that you got cheap. It comes with consequences. If you want less things to complain about, sometimes we got to pay a little bit more 
to accomplish that. Are we willing to pay more, Tori, for top quality umpires? And I, I've I, been arguing, and I think we've had this, you know, argument on this podcast and and the Everything Fast Pitch podcast probably twenty times. This might be one of our most talked about topics. That to me, the extra money would be so well worth it. I would pay it in a heartbeat. I like at the end of the day thinking. Ah, the umpires did a good job. Like you don't even notice them all day. Right. There's no controversy. There's no anything, and, and, now, and it's kind of refreshing when you forget about them. Right now, paying them more doesn't mean that you're never going to have anything to complain about. But like right. you said before, typically, if I'm an umpire, let's say I'm a really good umpire, I know I'm a really good umpire, and and everybody wants me to work this coming weekend, and I have a chance to earn an extra hundred dollars by going to the one tournament, I'm taking that one every time. No doubt. And chances are it might be an extra $500 by going to the one tournament if we did this the right way. But so what does that mean? It means everybody's got to cough up a little bit more money. The teams are going to have to pay more in an entry fee. Players and parents are going to have to pay a little bit more for a couple of tournaments to be on the high end of the of the spectrum. You know, And, and different people have dabbled in this over time. You know, there have been different organizations and different groups. They start out on the front end talking about solving some of these problems. You know, not that long ago, one of the biggest showcases in the country started out because I was in on the discussion when they started. We're going to have the 32 best 16 and under teams in the country. We're going to invite them. We're going to play seven inning games and college coaches are going to flock to it because it's going to be the six best players in the country in that age group that the were at that time were the hot prospects. That was the age group that everybody was recruiting. And it lasted for two years. And then they figured out that if they had 64 teams, they'd make more. Well, if we have 64 teams, that means we have to play less games, which now means we're not going to be able to play seven inning games. We're going to play time limit games. Well, if we can get 64 teams and make twice as much money, let's get 128 teams. We can make twice as much money again. Well, now we're down to 70 minute games and drop dead. And some of those top teams don't care to be there. And now. So, right. And so it's just a, the same thing happens over and over again. So. Now, if you pick and choose, if you do a little bit of work on the front end, I think you can still find better options, but most of the better options are going to be a little bit more expensive. No doubt. And here, Here's another thought on the umpire piece, Tori. What do you think about this? And We all work hard so that we can be ranked at the top as a team. We want to work our way up the ladder as a team, and we're, we take pride in it and we work at it. it would it be possible to rank umpires? Uh, I'm or, sure or it, evaluate it, a rank it, umpire. So I, it it, w it would be really easy they, to do it, but they, I don't think it would be a very valid system. Because here's what would I think: they would work happen. harder to be better. Well, I mean, are they working hard to be better now? At, at the college level, the umpires are getting evaluated. They're getting measured. You know, and they're, they're and and, and they they're get getting better, and they get rewarded by weekends. working harder to get yeah. better. You know, a perfect example. I, I'm not afraid to mention his name. When I first started at Tennessee Tech, Chris Neighbors was just starting umpiring. And he had just started, you know, had worked his way up through the high school ranks that he started doing some college games. Well, now Chris has worked so hard that he's on every time you turn on your TV now watching a game from the SEC network or the College World Series or the Super Regionals, you're going to see Chris doing those games because he worked hard enough and improved himself enough and continued to grow as an umpire, got evaluated highly enough to work his way up the food chain to get to do the biggest events like the gold standard events in the college game. Now, you could do the same thing, but you'd have to have, a, you know, depending upon the level that you're trying to do it at, I think it would be a really difficult thing.
thing to do well. You could have coaches like do a post game umpire evaluation. That's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. And if you told me that we're going to have top 30 umpires in Georgia at this particular tournament, I might choose to go to that tournament right. because I don't want to deal with those issues. But the reality of it is if I just lost a game on a controversial play, I'm giving you a really low score. Well, maybe the umpires get to comment on that too. Right, but I but I think yeah. that's the that's the problem we have, that's you know, the the, rub. the, the well, collegiate level, you've got evaluators that that's their job is to, you know, to assess all that stuff and college coaches get their opportunity to weigh in on an umpire evaluation and stuff like that. Maybe the opposing um, coach neutralizes that. But, but yeah, but and there's I mean, and, and there, there's typically enough feedback from enough different situations, you know, if if an umpire does, let's say a hundred college games over the course of the season. They get a hundred evaluations. The five times somebody was really mad at him and gave him a terrible evaluation is going to be counter counterbalanced by the five times somebody just gave him straight, you know, straight ten out of tens because they just didn't care enough to to really think about it. But if you're good, you're um, good. I, I like what you're saying. I don't think it works in the real world though, because I think in the travel ball world, it's too many organizations, too many sanctions, too many. Because when uh, I see familiar faces that I'm comfortable with, it's like, wow, this is going to be great because I know I'm going to get a fair shake right. behind the plate. Or well, it's, it, for me, it went both ways. There were times I was really happy to see an umpire when I walked out of the field. There were other times I wasn't. You, so You might have yelled at some, Tori. Well, I yelled at them all. That was the problem. So, But anyhow, so uh, if you want to solve the problem, that's great, but expect that it's going to cost it, you some money. And something. if you're not going to spend some money, don't complain about it. I mean, because there's a lot of other things, too, just besides the tournament format and, and how many innings we're getting. We can complain about uniforms. We can complain about equipment. My bat's too expensive. Well, okay. Well, my uniforms are not high enough quality. The, the jerseys are not too as cheap. fancy. Yeah. You know, you know we, we went with the backpacks instead of the gigantic roller bag. We didn't get new helmets because, you know, whatever it is, there's always something to complain about. Um, and the reality is we can fix all those things. You can have beautiful uniforms, but beautiful uniforms cost more than dry fit t-shirts. If you're going to go dry fit t-shirts because they're 12 bucks a piece, just like we talked about when you buy a cheap car, you got a cheap car. It is what it is. When you build a cheap house, you have a cheap house. When you buy cheap uniforms, you know, it serves its purpose, but you got to be thinking about what you're getting. So if you want to complain about it, that's great, but don't complain about it without thinking that you got to fix it. And fixing it costs costs a few bucks, right? right? So that's going to wrap up episode number 170. Please make sure you support our sponsors, the Anderson Bad Company, and patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Become a patron if you can. We definitely need the support. We would love for you to come on board and help to keep the podcast alive, 5 10 or $20 a month. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory. Stan, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.